This is Sunday Morning Magazine with your host, Rodney Lear. And welcome back to Sunday Morning Magazine. Remember, more information about the show can always be found on our social media platforms. Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Head there now, like us there now, and join the conversation there as well. You can also reach out to us on Instagram and Twitter at Rodney Lear on air. Or you can also listen to the show anytime you like. Head to your favorite podcast app like Podcast One or Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast, and subscribe to Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear. On the phone with me now is Terry Shirk. Terry is with the Cincinnati Association for the Blind and Visually Impaired. We're also joined by Chris Faust. Chris is with the Clovernook Center for the Blind and Visually Impaired. It's our pleasure to welcome Terry and Chris to Sunday Morning Magazine. Good morning. How are you? Great. Doing great. So let's start here. Now, refresh our memories, um, Terry. We've had you guys on the show before, but tell us what Cincinnati Association for the Blind and Visually Impaired is and some of the services that you provide to the community. Yeah, thanks, Rodney. The Cincinnati Association for the Blind and Visually Impaired, also known as CABBI, um, provides services to individuals who are visually impaired or blind, uh, low vision, all the way through to total blindness, um, really about three years of age, all the way through adulthood. And our services really run the full spectrum. So we have uh, certified, qualified staff that are trained to work specifically with people with low vision or no vision uh, to learn anything from independent travel to uh, independent living skills or adaptive equipment, computer training, uh, and to assess people's low vision skill needs so that we can provide them the accessible equipment that they need, whether that's a magnifier so they can continue to do cross-stitch or large playing cards so they can play bridge, or all the way through um, maybe somebody is losing their vision and they need computer adaptation to keep their job. Um, we also have an industries program where we work primarily for the federal government uh, and we make um, a number of different products. So if, you, if the federal government is buying, let's say, packing tape, they generally are buying packing tape that we make. So we make tape and uh, we do paper conversion, and we also do a lot of uh, gadget assembly for military resale through the commissaries. Um, we're serving around 5,000 people a year, uh, here at uh, our Gilbert location in downtown Cincinnati, also at our Kenner location in downtown. And then we also have people who are employed at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base and in Quantico, Virginia, uh, doing closeout contract work uh, for uh, the military. All right. And Chris, likewise, tell us about Clovernook, if you will. Yeah, Clovernook Center for the Blind and Visually Impaired. We've uh, we were founded in 1903, and our I would say our biggest claim to fame is our Braille print house, which we've been producing Braille since 1914, and we're actually the largest Braille producer in the world. Uh, we produce over 30 million pages of Braille each year, and uh, I would say about 50% of our workforce in the Braille department is blind or visually impaired, so we, we offer a lot of employment opportunities. And really, we focus on accessibility in, in everything we do, and that's that's where we have the Braille. Uh, but we also have a arts and accessibility program that we started up where we're working with local organizations, museums, and uh, different organizations to provide materials that allow more accessibility for people that are blind or visually impaired so that they can 
you know, go to an art exhibit and be able to hear or read Braille or feel tactile images of what's being presented. Uh, we work, you know, with the American Sign Museum and, you know, help them so that they can offer, offer accessible tours and different things like that. And we also have some youth and vision service programs that we do in conjunction with Cincinnati Children's Hospital that allows us to serve individuals and then also offer them programs outside of the just the vision services being like adaptive sports. So we do different things like blind tennis, blind boxing, uh, and different uh, activities like bowling. So we're, we're really about trying to get people into their communities, independent and allowing them to be out and, and lead active lives. That's really our, our focus for people. Okay, so let's talk about this. Um, you guys mentioned some of these, but let's talk about some of the challenges that those with um, visual impairments have that many people may not even think about. Yeah, I think the biggest thing, Rodney, is 67% of working age adults with uh, visual impairments are unemployed, or and, and many are underemployed. And that is, uh, that's a, a huge obstacle and barrier uh, for people uh, in terms of just uh, total independence and quality of life. So that's one of the things that, you know, Cloverknock and CABVI are very concentrated on, as well as the whole uh, really network of agencies serving people who are visually impaired across the country, is to change that statistic and uh, help people through adaptive equipment and um, through advocacy to be more employed in, in the workplace. Yeah, I, w- I would echo that. Certainly the employment starts the whole process, um, and that's one of the reasons we, we provide the Braille materials at the volume and levels that we do, because we think that if um, individuals are, are literate in Braille, it allows them to go higher in their education, allows them to find more jobs, and to be paid more in their jobs. Uh, and that's, that's a big feature for, uh, for these individuals. That forms the foundation for them. But you know, things that people don't really think about are just, you know, like transportation, for example. Um, you know, people like myself and Terry and you, Ron, you know, who we have sight, we just think we get in our car and we go. And, um, you know, we don't don't have a second thought. But for an individual that is blind or visually impaired, uh, the transportation methods are very restrictive at the moment. And we're trying, both of our agencies are trying to um, – help improve that uh, through public transportation and then also using adaptive technologies or smartphones to um, we did a program that allowed our individuals to use Uber and Lyft and uh, access it and know how to uh, be prepared to to get into a car and all those things. So, uh, yeah, that's one of the things that people don't think about. They just take for granted. All right. And in case you're just tuning in this morning, you're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear on the phone this morning with Terry Shirk. She is with the Cincinnati Association for the Blind and Visually Impaired. Also speaking to Chris Faust, he is with Clovernook Center for the Blind and Visually Impaired. Now, let's talk about this now. Let's talk about the pandemic and the impact um, the pandemic has had on the clients that you guys serve. Yeah, the pandemic has had a significant impact. If you think about what agencies like ours do, we provide a lot of um, hands-on services. And so we had to adjust how we were providing some of our services. And unfortunately, some of the services that we provided, we, you know, we had to discontinue because they were services requiring face-to-face interaction. So 
the unfortunate part for the blind and visually impaired community is that one of the things they really want to be involved in is community and social settings. And this pandemic has made them, you know, stay in their homes and uh, basically feel more isolated and alone. So it, it has definitely been adjustments in how we provide services. All right, Terry. Yeah. I mean, I agree with everything Chris is saying. There's a, you know, the pandemic's been difficult uh, for us, and I think anybody with barriers, it becomes even even more uh, difficult. Uh, on the other hand, one of the, I think, the things that has come out sort of on the positive end for all of us is the real um, uh, integration of remote work and remote access. Um, and that's particularly true, we find, with uh, a number of our professional and paraprofessional positions who um, are working for us, say, in customer service or um, uh, even in our management positions where now we talk about the transportation barriers. The access to remote work is really a huge positive for people who are visually impaired because it eliminates that issue. For instance, uh, here our customer service reps are now able to work at home and most of them are working at home three or four days a week and doing their job fully and completely. And, you know, we would not have ventured there without the pandemic. So there's pluses as well, uh, but challenging for all of us and for anybody with any disability or any other barrier, the pandemic has just been uh, just uh, detrimental in a lot of ways, uh, as Chris said. Now, you guys are here this morning to talk about this new scholarship program. Before we get into that, um, tell us why the scholarship was established and why the need for the scholarship. Well, I think one of the things that, that, that both of our agencies were looking to do was to really engage the community. As Terry was talking about, looking at some of the new technologies that are available for remote working, we really wanted to see if we could tap into the uh, local community of high school and and college uh, kids so that we could look at how do we improve the lives of the blind and visually impaired. And we really felt this was a good time considering everybody was looking for (laughs) for some positives in the pandemic. And really looking at how people were were achieving things in their life using technology and how do we make it better for everybody as a whole. Yeah, I think, Rodney, the other piece to this, which is, is really um, interesting for us in the, in the course of our two organizations, is that, you know, we, we sat down at the table to say, you know, we're unique here in Cincinnati that we have two agencies serving the blind. That is, that's different than most large cities in the country. And... Um, we looked at places where could we collaborate, where could we jointly serve the community in a way that moved folks with uh, visual impairment forward. And this was uh, the first really big initiative that we landed on where uh, CABVI and Clovernuck are, are sitting at the table together and working to really enrich the Cincinnati community through our joint services. All right. So tell us about the scholarship program. You have up to 10 scholarships, is that right? Yes, we have, uh, we'll give out up to 10. We have five $5,000 scholarships and five $1,000 scholarships um, that we, we can uh, award this year. So that's a total of $30,000 that we'll, what we want is uh, 
juniors and seniors in high school who have a significant visual impairment, we want to help them to move forward and build their career, whether that's through college or trade school or another uh, training program that helps them uh, advance their skills and become uh, much more marketable in the, um, in the community. There's a statistic out there that says that if you have any certification, you're likely to make more than a million dollars, a million dollars more in the lifetime uh, of employment. And so helping these kids to uh, move forward through their training programs or their scholastic um, lives will help them to uh, earn more and have uh, security in their employment. All right. And again, in case you're just tuning in this morning, you're listening to Sunday Morning Magazine. I'm Rodney Lear. More information about the show, more information about our guests can be found on our Facebook page, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook. Head there now, like us there now, and join the conversation there as well. Again, this morning, we're speaking to Terry Shirk. She is with the Cincinnati Association for the Blind and Visually Impaired. We're also speaking to Chris Faust. He is with Cloverknuck Center for the Blind and Visually Impaired. Now, let's talk more about this scholarship. We talked about who's eligible. There's also an essay involved, I understand. Tell me more about that and what you guys are looking for. Yep, there, there is an essay that's involved. And what we're looking for people to do is to really be able to communicate how they've used innovation or technology in their lives. And, and a lot of it is how they've used existing technology, but then also what could be some innovative ideas in terms of things they need, things that maybe other people haven't talked about. And we're trying to generate ideas that could lead to some future projects or future development. Uh, And part of this, while it is intended for people that are blind or visually impaired, there's also a section there that allows them to team up with individuals that are sighted. So we're kind of looking at creating an inclusive and accessible uh, teamwork that would allow people to have ideas and then we want these to lead into projects that maybe we get into almost, you know, down the road, a science fair type uh, um, situation. But we, we thought we would start off and begin with an essay and kind of go from there. For those that are listening this morning, how can they apply for the scholarship? Yeah, great question. So uh, at www.cincyblind, C-I-N-C-Y, blind, B-L-I-N-D, Org. That's the Cincinnati Association for the Blind and Visually Impaired website. So you can also look at, you know, search on CABBI Cincinnati. And um, from our web, our homepage, you can go to our scholarship. So uh, cincyblind.org backslash scholarship. And applications are available right now. Okay. And what's the deadline? Uh, March 31st. March 31st now to March 31st. And then the winners will be announced at a special awards banquet in may is that right correct okay so we can look forward to that again we're out of time this morning if our listeners again if they would like to find out more about the scholarship more about what you guys are doing at Clovernook, what you guys are doing at cincinnati association for the blind and visually impaired how can they find out more guys i'm starting with you chris and Clovernook. uh they can contact us at the uh, Clovernook or go on to our Clovernook.org website or they could call 513-728 6232. And Terry, what about you guys? Go right on our website at CABVI, which is uh, it is www.cincyblind.org, and uh, that'll give them links to just anybody that they want to talk to. Um, uh, they can also just call our Gilbert location to ask for uh, 
with who they want to speak to. If they want to speak about the scholarship program directly, they can ask for Aaron Bly, our uh, Chief Development Officer. All right. And for that person that's out there listening this morning and they may be thinking about applying for this scholarship, what would you say to them this morning to encourage them to go ahead and apply? I think we are really open to um, everybody's experience. So don't hesitate. Uh, If you're a junior or senior or you know a junior or senior in high school who is struggling uh, with vision loss or struggling to, to pay for college. This is not, this is um, uh, a real opportunity, uh, particularly this being the inaugural year, to be identified uh, in this pool. So we're, we're excited. We're excited to build those long term relationships with these kids and help them through their college years. So uh, it would be advantageous for them uh, just to help them to grow their their uh, academic future. All right, Chris? Yes, I I think this is a time where if they want to be heard, this is a great opportunity for them to to put it down in writing and so we can then take it and allow them to be heard and take their ideas into the future for them. All right, we're out of time. Thank you so much for taking time to talk to us, Terry and Chris. I really do appreciate it. All right, thank you, Rodney. Thank you very much. And for anything that you may have missed on this Visionary Scholars Program, just reach out to us on social media, Sunday Morning Magazine with Rodney Lear on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Rodney Lear On Air. We'll be back with more right after this. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com energyaudit energy audit. 